The left is constantly at war. Constantly. And the problem the right has is we just don't want to fight this war. The right always has this live and let live attitude. Unfortunately, the left doesn't do that. The left wants complete and utter capitulation and dominance. What are they attacking today? Well, they think they've won with this trans thing. And now those that trans thing, that goes right after the next er, next institution that they really don't have control of, and that's Christianity. Over the last week, there have been several stories about attacks, either by the government or by the transgender community or by the whatever LGBTQIXTUVWXYZ community on the Christian church. Let's take a look at some of those stories and let's talk about it. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, you know, something's really been bothering me. So, two weeks ago, you had a trans man, which is a woman, decide to walk into a Christian school and shoot up the school killing six people, including three kids. And this has been defined as not a hate crime. It's not being investigated as a hate crime, even though a trans person who obviously has an issue with Christians has walked into a church and started shooting it up. Then the next week, you have another trans person build bombs, buy guns, threaten to walk into several churches and schools, another trans person, mind you, and kill lots of people, and this person's arrested, put in a, again, not a hate crime, okay? And then just day before yesterday, we have another trans woman, which is a man who thinks he's a woman, walk up to a church, graffiti the church, destroy a statue of the Virgin Mary, uh, graffiti up the church with F Christians, assault a church worker, threaten a church, an elderly church patron, and the DOJ defines it as not a hate crime, again, and then goes out and makes a plea deal, and this person will serve no jail time. Those are three stories within the last two weeks on the attacks on Christianity not being a thing, not being a big deal. And we're just all supposed to sit there and say, oh yeah, that's okay. And it's continuing, and it's getting more extreme. Now, I'm not a big fan of the hate crime thing. I'm not. I've never been a big fan of the hate crime thing. Crime is crime. There's no love in crime. Some pundits even say that um, if you hate somebody and commit a crime, at least that's better than just not giving a damn and committing the crime. But if we have this law and we have to live with this law, well, then we should live right within this law and the law says if you are attacking a certain community 
That's a, because you hate that community. That's a hate crime. And that'll add another 20 years to your sentence. But meanwhile, hate crimes seem to be committed and it's being ignored. The Biden administration doesn't acknowledge it. The Biden administration hasn't even mentioned, talked about the, they'll talk about the guns till the cows come home, but they haven't even talked about the Christian school and the Christians that were killed. They haven't named the Christians that were killed. Instead, what they have done is they have made the trans people the victims of this whole thing, which, by the way, makes zero sense, considering it was a trans person that committed the murders. So, the question's got to, and by the way, it's not just Christianity. I mean, you see this with black and white crime. If a white man commits a crime against a black person, you could, you better believe that there's going to be a hate crime thrown on top of that. But if a black man commits a crime against a white person and that black person is committing that crime against a white person because that person is white, we've got tons of videos on Twitter with it, with that happening, that exact thing happening. That's not considered a hate crime. That's just crime or oppression or all this this crap. We are entering a new area of the culture war. And this area is now the attack on Christianity. Specifically Christianity. Yes, there's, like I said, there are attacks against Judaism too. But those attacks, Judaism is a very small segment of the population. Christianity, Western civilization was built on Judeo-Christian morality. It was built around a Christian God and the morality that that Christian God says we must have. And now they're attacking that. See, here's the thing. They think they won the trans thing. They think the LGBTQI whatever, they've already been accepted as a part of the mainstream, as, as, as a mainstream institution. They think that. They haven't. you got to remember, the left lives in an echo chamber. Echo chamber of New York, of Los Angeles, of San Francisco, of Boston, of Washington, D.C., of Chicago. They think they've won this battle. They haven't. But now this battle has to go to the institution that condemns this stuff, that says this stuff is wrong. Even the leftist pope that the Catholic religion has says that being gay is not good, being transgender is not good, performing transgender surgeries is not good. Even that leftist pope says that no, this is not good, this is not acceptable. So now we need to attack Christianity. That is the next part of this war. And it's happening. Now, I've just given you three stories, three stories in the last two weeks on attacks of Christianity that are not seen by the government as hate crimes. They're not seen as bias crimes or anything like that. Now, if a bunch of Christians went out there and attacked a bunch of trans people at a trans story hour, tra uh, a drag show story hour, that would be a hate crime. Mark Houck, prime example. Mark Houck, a Christian who uh, is against abortion, 
and praying in front of the praying in front of a abortion clinic with his son gets harassed by a clinic employee walks away gets assaulted by the clinic or gets uh, harassed to the point where he pushes the clinic employee away from his son 14 year old son and then that guy is facing 11 years with the FBI raiding his home for violating the FACE Act, which is a version of a hate crime statute, simply for praying in front of a clinic. This is going to be happening. Well, there are more stories. These stories are all within the last week. All within the last week. And it shows a bias and a hatred towards Christianity. And I'll tell you something. The left's main goal here is going to be to criminalize Christianity. That is coming. That is coming. And by the way, that should sound familiar. It happened in China. It happened in the Soviet Union. It happened in Cuba. This is a pure Marxist form of form of tyranny. Okay, so let's take a look at our first story. Um, This is the government actually going in and beating the crap out of religion. So according to the Post Millennial, which does a lot of research on stories like this, by the way, so you'll hear a few Post Millennial uh, references here. A community of Franciscan Catholic priests who gave pastoral care and administered religious services to veterans and service members of the U.S. military were presented with a cease and desist order by Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Maryland at the end of March because their religious care contract was terminated and awarded for a, to a, to a for-profit secular agency. Now, couple of things here. First off, a cease and desist order, was that really that necessary? Did, they, they had to do a cease. How about, how about, okay, we're just canceling your contract. But then you give the contract to somebody, to a group that's trying to make money. Friends, I don't know if you know much about priests. They, are, they have a vow of poverty. They're not trying to make money. This is completely voluntary. So they're going to pay somebody that has nothing to do with religion just to get rid of the Catholic priests in the hospital. And they do it in very rude, very get-out-of-here kind of way. Just not cool. So continuing, according to the Archdiocese for Military Services website, the Archbishop for the Military Services, Timothy P. Broglio, JCD, said... It is incomprehensible that essential pastoral care is taken away from the sick and the aged when it was so readily available. This is a classic case where the adage, if it's not broken, don't fix it, applies. I fear that giving a contract to the lowest bidder overlooked the fact that the bidder cannot provide the necessary service. I earnestly hope that the disdain for the sick will be remedied at once, and the First Amendment rights will be respected. Now, one has to understand something, that this this archbishop, this bishop actually takes this very seriously. Because when he's looking at soldiers, and when he talks about care, he's just not talking about medical care. He's talking about spiritual care, especially with the elderly. 
This is something a secular organization does not give. Spiritual care, especially for the elderly, is extremely important. It will keep them going. It will bring them peace. It will bring them hope. A secular group is not going to do that. They're going to change the bedpans and that's going to be it. This is why the Franciscans see this as so important. Their work is not just to work on the health of the people, but their spiritual health also. And they're being replaced. Because we can't have spirit, spirituality in this country. We can't have a belief system. Eventually, when you go to any of these military graveyards, you're not going to see crosses or stars of David. You're just going to see sticks in the ground. That's what they want. And then it, it, it also brings up the other question, what were these guys fighting for? Where did this country come from? How was it founded? The settlers came from Great Britain, from England, to... to freely practiced their religion. That was one of the major tenets with coming to America. The United States was founded around Greek reason and Judeo-Christian morality. It's a combination of the two. Many of these people fought the scourge of the anti-God communists. A lot of them mention this. They say, where a man can discover religion is through war. Most soldiers really are spiritual in some way. You've just taken that away from them? And that's okay? But that's what our government is doing right now. Religion is evil. Now, this next story comes from California, and I'm sorry, this just flat out cannot be a shock, but who this is affecting, especially coming from the feeling overly sensitive people of California, is kind of a shock. So again, this is from the post-millennium. A San Diego County Christian preschool is suing the state of California for pulling the plug on the school's state meal funding, saying its traditional stance on gender and sexuality violated the new state law. The Church Compassion's Dayspring Christian Learning Center, a preschool and daycare in El Cajon, California, is ser serving nearly 90 students filed a lawsuit against the March, the state March 15th for, for, quote, deprivation of free exercise of religion and deprivation of free speech, as well as alleged hostility against religion. Gee, in California? Can't believe it. The school received a letter from the state's social services department last October denying its application for continued meal funding, saying that the school's stance on marriage and sexuality violated a new state law. Now, mind you, uh, these schools, they actually do depend on their tax-exempt status. They do, they do depend on any kind of state or federal funding because these schools are actually built to be affordable for people who can't necessarily afford this type of care. 
So Christian schools, Catholic schools, it's not common that you'll see a Christian school that is horrible. There are very expensive Catholic schools, but most Catholic schools are actually moderately priced. And the reason is because they want anybody to come there. And then they're very open to things like scholarships and things like that, simply so that people can come to those schools. They have an option. So when the state says, well, we're not funding you anymore, yeah, that's a big deal to a school like this. And by the way, violated a new state law? That's the problem with California. California comes up with laws every 15 minutes. And those laws are to take away your rights. And this is just another one. Now, if you do not believe what I believe, this is the whole thing with disinformation too. You do not believe what I believe. This is disinformation. It's misinformation. It's hate speech. That's why disinformation, misinformation, hate speech, this crap, assault weapons, this crap is so generic. It is so broad. You can't even define what any of that stuff means. In the Bible, in the first three chapters of the Bible, there are about 20 references that man shall not lay with man. Man shall not dress like woman and woman shall not dress like man. It's all over the Bible. It's a sin. You will go to hell. It's in the Bible. No, Jesus Christ is not a transgender person. That is All that crap they throw out there is just that. It's crap. But simply, I mean, do you think that this school is teaching the kids that? Of course they're not. But it doesn't matter. Your theology, your ideology has that belief. Therefore, you are evil. And we will not support you. Continuing with the article, Dayspring's 21-page employee handbook requires staff to model Christ-like behavior and prohibits living with someone with whom you are not married, homosexuality, lesbianism, or any behavior that is deemed not to conform to the Bible. Okay, well, they force their employees to do it, not their kids. I forgot about that part. But here's the thing. That's common. In Catholicism, you can't do that either. I, I, you can't. In Catholicism, being gay is not a good thing. If you you want to teach at a Catholic school, that actually could hurt you in getting the job because we've got a moral set of rules. And this is something the left doesn't understand. You know, they say, well, just go practice at home. Or go. Christianity is not just practiced at home. You're supposed to live the Christian life. This is something you're supposed to be always living in. Not just, I'm at home, I say my prayers, and then I go up and I screw anyone I can to get what I want in life. That's not how Christianity works. This is what trips me out when the left starts throwing fits because somebody wants to say a prayer on a football field. Well, yeah, you say a prayer on the football field or a moment of silence at school. The reality is you're supposed to be like that throughout the day no matter where you are. While I'm walking to my meetings, I should be thinking of God and how to be a good person. This is not something you just do at home or in church. The uh, article concludes, according to the department's letter, quote, these actions show intent to discriminate against individuals based on sexual orientation and gender identity in violation of state law. Um, it's not discriminating against them. It's part of the ideology. 
no one's saying you can't be gay, but you can't be gay and part of our our group. That's just the way it is. I'm sorry. Of course, if you look at the transgender movement, Boy Scouts aren't allowed just to be made up of boys. Girl Scouts aren't allowed to be made up just of girls. Women's restrooms are not just for women anymore. And with that type of logic, Catholicism isn't just made for straight people who believe in sex within marriage. It can be the gay man that sleeps around. So they're basically forcing, basically what the LGBTQ community is doing is forcing their ideology on people who do not believe in their ideology. It is actually going out of their way. LGBTQ group, that's a religion. Climate change, it's a religion. And some people, and I believe this too, leftism is a religion. And we they can have absolutely no pushback. They will not allow it. Now, a lot of people sit there and say, well, it's just atheists. No, it's not. It is their religion. They believe in this. They have their priestesses. They have their priests. They have their gods. It's just a form of religion. All right. So here we go. This is another one. Uh, More criminalization of Christianity, except this time it comes from a really scary place. This is coming flat out from the FBI. According to the Daily Wire, FBI authorities purged from its system an unclassified intelligence document that targeted traditional Catholics following a whistleblower leak. FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin says a document first published in Undercover DC specifically points to, quote, racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology. Through tripwires and liaisons... By the way, I belong to that group. Now, I know this is going to come as a wild shock to you. I am not a racially and ethnically motivated violent extremist even though I belong to this, quote, radical traditionalist Catholic ideology. And what they define as this radical traditionalist Catholic ideology will come up in just a second. Through tripwires and liaisons, which are trusted contacts, Serafin noted, the FBI can employ threat mitigation against such groups ahead of the next election. The document draws attention to so-called, here it comes, radical traditional Catholic, described as someone who rejects the Second Vatican Council, I reject the Second Vatican Council, as a valid church council, shows disdain for the most of the popes elected since the Vatican II, uh, that's me, and frequently adheres to anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ and white supremacy ideology. I do not know what the hell they're talking about. Anti-Semitic has never made sense to me because Catholicism is a sect of Judaism. Jesus Christ died a Jew, so 
if you're Catholic, it just doesn't make sense to be anti-Semitic. Anti-immigrant, I'm, well, I want a wall built? I, I, I think we should have, shouldn't have illegal immigration? Anti-LGBTQ, I believe it's a sin to be gay. I don't think drag show guys and transgender people should be dancing in front of kids. So I guess. And white supremacy ideology, yeah, no. So I guess I don't fall into that whole category. Now, I do want to mind you on something. This is an unclassified idea document. This is not, and it was purged from their system. So this is not something that they actually are forcing on people. But it is something that the DOJ seems to be kind of pushing and the FBI seems to be pushing also. Now, one of the other things that's disturbing about this document, they're basing all of this on stories that come from places such as Salon, The Atlantic, and the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has a map that describes all of the hate groups out there, has the has the Border Patrol as a hate group, has the Catholic Church as a hate group. So they're not really getting, this document is not based on nonpartisan information. You couldn't get any more partisan than Salon, the Atlantic, and the Southern Poverty Law Center. When asked about this by the Daily Wire, the FBI responded back with an email. While our standard practice is not to comment on specific intelligence products, this particular field office product, decimated only within the FBI, regarded racially and ethnically motivated violent extremism does not meet the exacting standards of the FBI. Upon learning of the document, the FBI headquarters quickly began taking action to remove the document from the FBI system and conduct a review of the basis for this document. And they did that. I, I, I do agree with that. The FBI is committed to sound analytic tradecraft and to investigating and preventing acts of violence and other crimes while upholding the constitutional rights of all Americans and will never conduct investigative activities or open an investigation based solely on the First Amendment protected activity. Okay, I, I believe that. I believe that. Okay, I, I think this, this document was written by some radical over there. Okay, but here's the problem. The FBI seems to be going after anyone they don't like and accusing them of domestic terrorists. They went after Father Fidelis Moskinski for violating the FACE Act when he prayed in front of an abortion clinic. They went after Mark Hauk for violating the FACE Act, for praying in front of an abortion clinic, and then getting harassed by an employee. And by the way, the city looked at that case and dropped it in Pennsylvania. They looked at that case and they dropped it, but the FBI decided to close in. They closed churches during COVID. Priests and pastors were arrested if they opened their churches during COVID. But meanwhile, it's not a hate crime to vandalize a pregnancy resource center. It's not a hate crime to vandalize, by the way, pregnancy resources centers, pregnancy resource centers, alternatives to abortion clinics, typically run by Christian 
churches. It's not a hate crime to vandalize Catholic churches, and it's not even a hate crime to go in and kill Christian kids because they don't agree with your ideology. And then what's worse, the FBI hides information. Two weeks we've been hearing, three weeks almost, that this gal walked into a Christian school and started shooting up people. Her manifesto said, they said, her manifesto will be released. Three weeks, we still have not seen that manifesto. And yes, I want to see the manifesto. The FBI is being weaponized against not only Christians, the Mar-a-Lago raid. The raid on Roger Stone. I don't like Roger Stone. Okay, I don't like him. But, I mean, they raided him. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton, who's probably killed about 30 people. Okay, I'm exaggerating. Don't get me sued or anything. But, nothing. 30,000 emails she deleted from her server. Classified emails she deleted. No raids there. Absolutely incredible. Well, here's the thing. Congress, the Republican Congress, actually sees this. Jim Jordan, the representative from Ohio and the chair of the Judiciary Committee, sent a letter demanding answers from the FBI. In the letter, he said this, based on the limited information produced by the FBI to the committee, we now know the FBI relied on at least one undercover agent to produce its analysis. And the FBI proposed that its agents engage in outreach to Catholic parishes to develop resources among the clergy and church leadership to inform on Americans practicing their faith. Does that sound like something that we shouldn't be worried about when we go to a Catholic church? That now there might be people out there that are watching us? That are writing our names down? Like they did in Godfather, they're walking through the parking lots taking down our our license plate numbers? The letter continues later. Americans attend church to worship and congregate for their spiritual and personal betterment. They must be free to exercise their fundamental First Amendment rights without worrying that the FBI may have planted so-called tripwire sources or other informants in their houses of worship. Well, yeah. This is this is tyrannical. This is communism. This is despotism. We might as well, if you're going to ignore the First Amendment, we might as well just throw out the Constitution if it hasn't already been thrown out. We know Joe Biden wipes his ass with it at every second. We already know the rule of law is not something that AOC takes seriously, as we'll see tomorrow. The FBI responded saying, they, of course, we'll cooperate and they're preparing the documentation to send to Congress. We'll see how long that takes. I guarantee you it's probably never going to happen. The FBI has a tendency to drag its feet when it isn't arresting anti-abortion advocates and, and not turn over documents they really don't want released. Well, here's something that I, I think is refreshing. A Latin Mass attendee, which I've been to Latin Masses, I've been, to Latin, I've been to a Latin Mass within the last two months. That was one of the things the Vatican II Council wanted to get rid of was the Latin Mass. I didn't agree with that. The Latin Mass is a beautiful Mass. Leave it alone. Yeah, I can't understand what they're saying. But I can read along in English. 
it's a nice mass. And the language is beautiful. Yeah, well, the Latin mass attendee, who is, again, like me, doesn't believe in Vatican II and the current pope, he had a great message for the FBI. Listen to what he said. What would be your message to the FBI for <laughs> targeting or, you could say, considering uh, Latin mass goers extremists? And even uh, there's an implication that they could be even putting uh, people's spies inside. We don't know that for sure. Well, but you know what? I say, come on, welcome. Join the Latin mass. Come see what it's about, you know? And see for yourself. Don't listen. Don't listen to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Come for yourself. See what it's about. And then form your own judgment. Think for yourself. That is a guy named Fred Simon. He is a uh, fundamentalist Catholic. And he's right. What, what, what are you expecting? You're expecting to see us sacrificing goats, sacrificing children, burning LGBTQ whatever flags? No, they're not doing any of that stuff. They're praying. They're celebrating. Nothing's happening. Come in and see it. There's just flat out not a lot of terrorism going on. Now, I don't listen, in this last story, I don't listen to a lot of punk rock. I, I, I don't. Never really could get into it. Couldn't understand what they were saying. But there is something about punk rock stars. They're actually quite intelligent, and they're always very anti-establishment. Punk rock is completely opposite of the establishment. It celebrates the counterculture. They go out of their way to be against anything that the culture is pushing, and that's because they do not trust the culture. With that being said, here is a story from the Daily Wire, which is quite interesting. The Australian musician, best known as the frontman of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, has opened up about his journey back to his faith, which he describes as conflicting and complicated. The rock star told Unheard's Freddie Sayers last week that he wasn't anti-establishment earlier in his career, as rock stars generally were. Instead, he tried to irritate his peers and his audience. How does he irritate the establishment and his audience? Well, here's his, here he is answering the question. I came from Australia, which without those same political, that same, I didn't, I didn't have that political fury, uh, but I was much more concerned with fucking with people uh, on a different kind of a level, a different kind of thing. And I was always sort of at, uh, at odds with my peers, I would say. Um, so what's the equivalent today? That in, you asked about yeah. 2023. If, how do you fuck with people today? What, what could you say now? That You'd be a conservative. Is that the today's equivalent? Go to church? Yeah, you go to church and be a conservative. I've said this for a few years. If you've been listening to my past uh, podcasts, um, conservatives are no longer the mainstream. We are the counterculture. Religion, family values, hard work, being on time, believe the science. These are things that used to be mainstream. They're not anymore. 
I mean, look at the CRT list of things that denote white supremacy. Hard work denotes white supremacy. Being on time denotes white supremacy. Taking responsibility denotes white supremacy. Family values, getting married, then having kids. That's white supremacist. We make fun of this stuff. I mean, we make fun of the stuff like sidewalks and swimming are white supremacists too. But no, that's part of the left's thing is to take down any institution it can. It's gone after families. It's going after your kids. It's gone after the education system. It's going after religion now because that is the last frontier that they have to beat, that they have to kill. And they're doing a good job at it. I mean, I'm 55 years old. That's got to tell you something. Someone my age is spiritual, is religious. How many 20-year-olds do you know are spiritual and religious? Probably not. But there is something important about this. Kids love the counterculture. The problem kids have today is that they're no longer, when they go out to an LGBTQ rally or they go out to a, a Black Lives Matter rally, they don't realize you guys are not the revolution. You guys are now part of the culture. You guys are the institution. They don't understand that. Eventually, they're going to figure it out. They're going to see what we're doing. And they're going to want to join us simply to be against the religion. Young people will join us. Now, I think conservatism is only going to get stronger because, let's face it, only conservatives and people right of center are having children. And eventually, the conservatism, family values, they're just going to breed out what the left has been putting in because the left just doesn't want to have kids. Um, don't have a family, don't have kids, abortion, transing the kids. All this stuff is just death. That's all they push is death, death, death. And I've said that before too. They'll eventually all die off. We just have to survive and continue to teach our kids. But it's going to be really easy to teach our kids. It's going to be really easy for, for kids to want to do what we do when we become the counterculture. And let's face it, in the old days, it used to be your kids would get piercings everywhere, tattoos everywhere, dress like crap, and walk out of the house and you'd start the parents used to start screaming at them, go put some clothes on, take that crap out of your face, and stop paying $300 for those tattoos they make you look like a thug. Now, if a child wears slacks, nice shoes, a shirt and a tie, and heads off to church, leftism sees that as, go put on your torn jeans, get, get a piercing and a couple of tattoos. What's wrong with you? It sounds out there. It doesn't even sound logical, but we're living in an ill... But the leftism is illogical. Leftism doesn't make any sense. Kids are surprisingly loaded with common sense. They don't, their actions usually don't uh, show it, but 
they are filled with common sense and they're going to sit there and say this is stupid. So there is hope. Okay. Take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll do some leftovers, and there are actually quite a bit of leftovers. Take care. God bless. Love you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>